Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as it can be in just around 15 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I am doing great, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. We're going to talk about a, a topic today that is definitely not in season. Today, we are transporting ourselves into the spirit of Halloween. We are talking about Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. And if you've been, as you've said that, everybody is going, this is Halloween, this is Halloween, because we're just full of Halloween music once you're in the park, and that theme doesn't leave you. So... I've got a million questions here. My children are approaching the age now where this is something that is going to be right in our wheelhouse. So for those of you that are listening, you're going to, you're going to get a little bit of a fan coming out of me in here because this is not something I've done and my kids are approaching the age. So hopefully that's something that, that works for you, whether you have kids or whether you haven't done this before. Hopefully this show will explain a little bit about it. So the first question I have for you is, does Disney not know that Halloween is in October? This party seems to run forever. <laughs> It does run forever, and I, I do wonder. It is super hard for me. We often, being from New Jersey, our schools typically don't go back till September. August has been free dining for many, many years. August is a great vacation time for us, besides the extreme heat. Yes. It is super weird for me to be on our summer vacation in August and not have the kids back in school Yet Disney thinks it's Halloween. The two things just never reconcile in my head. But this year for 2020, the first Halloween party will be August 13th and run all the way through to November 1st. Which is crazy. So I guess because you've laid that out, here's my question, my initial question for you then. As you're planning these things, is it more crowded in August for this party, or is it more crowded November 1st? Where does it break down as far as crowd size for this party? It, it really, there's so many tricks we use to recommending which party date for people. I'll give everybody the no-brainer you can all figure out on your own. Tickets run from $85 an adult for the night all the way up to $149. There are nine different price categories. Wow. Clearly, they think the $85 night is going to be less crowded than the $149 night, or they charge $149 every night. What I can tell you from history is there are sold-out parties. The August 13th party sells out. That is the first party. It's uh, I'll cover my face as I say this. It's people like me. It's all of your bloggers and your high affinity people that have to get there the first day. I personally even try to avoid the first one because it is a mob scene. Okay. Actual Halloween night, sold out party. Typically tickets for Halloween night will sell out in July. So if you're planning on Halloween, get your ticket early. After that, we tend to see sellouts for the party right before and right after Halloween. All the people that didn't understand it was going to sell out, they're now down there and desperate. And then the weekends are the more crowded parties. So if you can do a weeknight party, that's always what I suggest to clients. You're paying a lot of extra money for this experience. And while it is capacity controlled and a limited number of tickets are sold, what you think the limited number should be and what Disney thinks the limited number should be don't always align. The other thing that makes it hard to know, 
everybody goes to the party for something different. So you could go to the party on Sunday night and everybody's there to see the special characters that are out and the character lines are huge. But you could go to the party on Tuesday night and nobody cares about the characters. They're all there to get on the short ride lines. So you do see that different flow and there's really no way to predict that part of it. Do you need a park ticket in addition to the admission to the party? You don't need a park ticket as long as you enter after 4 p.m. So the party is 7 to midnight, but your party ticket will get you in after 4 p.m. No fast passes for those open park hours and no fast passes needed for the party. But you cannot do park admission and just get in at 4 p.m. From that 4 p.m. entrance to the 7 p.m. party start, if you have regular park admission, you can do fast passes. Okay, cool. All right, so the, the easy question, who is this for, and I guess who is it not for? Great question, and I'll start with the who is it not for, because to me, that's always the easier one. We get a lot of clients who call us and say, my friend said, I have to do this. Can we add it on? For me, I don't think it's for first timers. And the reason is I'm budget conscious. If you've never been to Disney before, everything in Disney is new and special and exciting for you and included in the tickets you've already included. So knowing that everything is special Is this where you want to spend an extra $500? There's a price associated with it, which is part of what drives my decision. The other fact is it runs from 7 to midnight. We often have people with 2 and 4-year-olds say, oh, it's the Halloween party. Is your 2 and your 4-year-old going to stay up until midnight? Is it worth spending that $100 for your child who by 9 o'clock is asleep Maybe you and your husband take turns riding some of the popular thrill rides and keep the kids in the stroller, but more likely, we've had clients who say, you know what, we want to go and we want to see it and experience it, and it is what it is, and then they get back and they talk to me and they say, I should have listened. You know, nine o'clock, the kids fell asleep and we went back to the hotel. If you're not going to make use of the five hours of the party, I don't suggest spending for the ticket. That's fair. Now, who is it for? It's for the people who want that unique experience, who want the less crowds. If you love characters, it's for you. There's lots of characters that come out that are hard to find during the year or impossible to find during the year. It is the only time I know of where you can get a picture with all seven dwarfs together. Princes and princesses pose together, so get pictures with your favorite couples. Um, But again, like I said earlier, think about how you want to spend your time. Some of these unique character appearances have lines that are 40 minutes, 50 minutes. Some are five or 10. But out of the five-hour party, do you want to spend all of those hours online? They've also got great special shows. Their Halloween parade, which starts with a ride from the Headless Horseman, is famous They've got specialty fireworks going on, special stage shows, dance parties for the little ones, including our Disney Junior characters. So if you want to dance with Doc McStuffins or Fancy Nancy, this is the place to do it. So you had mentioned time, and I want to go back to that for just one second. There's nothing more frustrating for me when I go to Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom 
is starting to close as early as it closes when these parties are happening. So I think it's important that we we do point out that even if you are not going to be attending one of these shows, it's really, really vital that you reach out to your travel specialist like you folks at Easy Diz by Innocent Impressions Travel Services to know when these shows are happening. Because if you are planning a day at the Magic Kingdom and you have to be out of there when one of these shows is happening, if you're not if you're not attending the party, you need to know that when you're playing the day because it, it does it does change the way you plan your day. It definitely does. That early closing makes a difference. And where it makes a bigger difference to me that I hear people talking as I'm headed in for the party that makes me a little sad is people where this was their one Magic Kingdom day. Yep, definitely. And they were counting on fireworks over the castle. The fireworks over the castle are part of the Halloween party, not part of the regular day. And they do a great job, I have to say, you know... I'm going to say something that if Disney's listening, they're not going to think is overly popular for me to be saying. (laughs) This is not the agent you are listening for, Disney. Turn away. (laughs) (laughs) People pay a lot of money to be in the Magic Kingdom for the day. And so sometimes people are upset that they have to leave for the party. But as I pointed out earlier, people pay a lot of money for that party ticket. And we get the question, well, what if I just stay? That's not really an option. When you're there for the party, you're going to get a specific colored wristband for that day only. So if you were there for the party on Sunday, you can't sneak in with that wristband again on Tuesday. And come 7 p.m., you need that wristband everywhere. Every time you get on an attraction, you have to show the wristband. They line up cast at different walkways. You can't pass over that center hub or cross Main Street without them asking to see your wristband. And they've got people stationed throughout the park that literally almost a wall of cast members so that if you don't have a wristband, they're helping funnel you down Main Street and out. So the people that did pay extra for that experience get it. It's all, as you said, a matter of careful planning. Yeah, and let's be fair, right? This is not the first rodeo. For Disney, right? This this party did not just begin. This is something they've been doing for a while. They have special uh, events that they've been running forever, so they've got it down to a science. So it's it's the type of thing that, as a guest that's paying for a party like this, you feel like you're in good hands because it is a well oiled machine. It's something that they know how to do. And if you're not paying for the party, it's something that, you know, there's plenty of things to do on property when they're offering these parties. You can head to many of the other parks or Disney Springs or enjoy the time at your resort. So it's it, I don't mean to lead anybody on to say that the nights that these parties are happening, you are going to have a terrible evening at Walt Disney World if you're not attending it. That's not the case. Um, there's plenty to do, but it is something. And I agree with you. If you've been there before, it is the type of thing that is maybe worth spending the time and the money on. And I'll give you an opposite theory here, Jeff. What if you've had that busy week? You know you're going to have a busy week. You didn't plan properly. Maybe you didn't work with an agent. You're not sure what you're doing and which way is up. Maybe it's the night that, okay, I've got to leave the Magic Kingdom at 6 o'clock. Because they do close the Magic Kingdom at 6 and start the party at 7. If you're a party guest, you don't have to leave. Good to know. But non-party guests do. That helps bring down the ride queues. So 6 o'clock, you leave the Magic Kingdom. Maybe you get back to your hotel 6.45. What if you grabbed dinner, relaxed in your room, and went to bed early because you're leaving your hotel at 6 a.m. for Rise of the Resistance the next day? A night of forced early downtime? isn't the worst thing that could happen to you in Disney. Agreed. 
But let's get back to the party. What are the things that you love specifically about this party? Because, you know, there's, like you said, there are there are characters you don't see a whole lot. There are shows that are specific to, to, to what we've got there. Are there specific snacks that, that get offered there? I mean, let's get to the food. Let's get to the things that you think you, Sandy, really love about this party. So for kids, so not me, but for kids, <laughs> you can trick or treat. Um, there are trick-or-treat stations set up. They start with a trick-or-treat station the minute you arrive, even if the park is open. There's a special little walkway just for Halloween guests with a special Halloween cookie, typically. And then you're going to get a map just for that night. It shows which attractions are open. It's all the most popular attractions, where the specialty snacks are and where the trick-or-treat stops are. Trick-or-treat stops typically have candy. They've got a blue bag. For those of you that aren't familiar with the teal pumpkin, the teal pumpkin is for those that have allergy needs. So you can get a special teal trick-or-treat bag. And when you go trick-or-treating, at all of the stops, they're handing out candy and all these different things. For kids who have a teal bag, they're handing out teal tokens. There are two spots within the park. You take your teal tokens to redeem and your kids can pick whatever things they want with those tokens. And they really did an awesome job for the allergy kids. They've got good life cookies. They've got the special dye-free gummy bears and all of those great candies. But then they also have non-food treats. So if that's your concern, go the teal route. The kids can get stickers and little bracelets and specialty items. I will point out that the non-food treats are not Disney souvenirs. Got so it. Okay. it might be a bracelet with a regular duck on it, not Donald Duck. So don't go that route if you're thinking it's free Disney souvenirs. It's not. That's a good call. That's a good call. It's not really surprising to me that Disney would have the allergy thing figured out, though, because if you go back to our dining plan show, we talked at length about how they do go to great lengths to figure out any dining needs. So the allergy piece is obviously included in this thing too, which when your kids are involved, that's that's huge. They are awesome with that. The big thing that I get sucked into is the specialty food. There are Halloween party snacks only. And if you're looking at this in the spring, pop on our blog. You can see what they had last year. We did a special snacking guide. There were almost 20 exclusive party snacks, so you could spend your whole five hours just looking at snacks. We made a guide that listed all the snacks, what their prices were, which ones you could use a snack credit on, which ones, again, go back to that food allergy. Out of the 20-some-odd snacks, there were four gluten-free snacks, everything from the Jack and Sally push cake pop to the Amuckamuck cupcake, which was not gluten-free, um, a Headless Horseman cheesecake, a frozen apple cider slushy, some really unique food items. So we had a good time checking out all the extra snacks. Well, and the fun thing is, even though some of these might not be gluten-free, because it's Disney, they're all calorie-free, which is very important. Amazing. <laughs> calorie-free. Very magical. <laughs> it is. Uh, I did want to ask you as we wrap up the show here, because it is Halloween, right? It's a Halloween theme party, even if you go in August or September. Who's dressed up? What kind of costuming is happening at this party? 
you're either a costume person or you're not. And I would say 60% of the people there are costume people. You've got a couple of those people with the t-shirts that say, this is my costume. (laughs) Right, of course. People work hard. I love looking at the costumes, group costumes, family costumes. Um, I had friends that went as the characters that are no longer from Epcot's Norway adventure. I had friends that went as the mine birds, as I like to call them, from Finding Nemo. Some people will wear their regular Halloween costumes. Some people wear nothing. I do have a couple of tips for costumes, though. Be sure you check the Disney website on what isn't allowed. Full face coverings, long gowns that could prevent you from getting on rides or get caught places, guns, knives, swords, all of those things are prohibited. But here's my trick for the northerners. Please, please, please keep in mind that the costume you are sending your child out on Halloween night in October in the Northeast is probably not an appropriate costume in August in Disney. That long sleeve, long leg fur thing that's great when it's 40 degrees in Massachusetts or New Jersey is not ideal in Orlando when it's 85. No. It's not. <laughs> uh, I watch some of these people walk around. You know they're trying to get that second wear out of the Halloween costume, but it's tough on those kids because you can just watch the sweat pouring off of them, and I feel for them. Well, and I'll, I'll give another tip here, too, as far as costuming goes. For those folks that are listening to the show that are, are run Disney fans as well, pretty much it sounds like what you're describing is any rules that they would have for costuming for something like that are the same rules they would have for costuming for a party like this. That is true. And also, Jeff, a great way to recycle an old run Disney costume. Wear it to the Halloween party. That's right. My wife and I went as off kilter one year during a run Disney event. So for those of you that... Oh, how awesome. There's a little, there's a little tip for you. Uh, anything else we need to know about this Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party we have not yet said? Get your tickets early and get ready for some fun. When do they go on sale? They are currently on sale now in March. All right. Well, that's good to know. Sandy, thanks for taking the time. You bet, Jeff. Have a great week. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. Be sure to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. 